chapter fourteen of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter fourteen belgium the busiest workshop of europe we have left france and are travelling through belgium how busy it is and how crowded the farms are small and the farmhouses are scattered so thickly over the landscape that the country seems one vast town each little farmhouse having its big garden about it the people are everywhere working women and men are spading the fields many women are hoeing and weeding we see them doing all sorts of farm work and pass many fields in which they are cutting the grass and throwing it about making hay there are no fences the crops of wheat oats rye and flax stand out like the patches of a crazy quilt as we ride through them the belgians are the best of farmers and they cultivate their little land so well that it produces more to the acre than almost any other part of europe what excellent roads they are even better than the highways of france many are paved with stone blocks fitted closely together and some are shaded by great forest trees which seem centuries old the farmhouses and barns are low one-story buildings roofed with red tile or gray thatch see those children going along with their mother they all wear wooden shoes this is so of most of the poor people of belgium and also of those of holland and many parts of northern europe now we are passing a little city half hidden in smoke and we see almost everywhere the smokestacks of manufacturing towns standing out against the blue sky even in the farm districts we are rarely beyond the hum of weaving machinery or the din and buzz of mills making all sorts of things out of iron and steel belgium is one of the great workshops of europe it is only one-fourth as big as pennsylvania and about one-eighteenth as big as france but nevertheless it is quite important in its commerce and trade it is easy to see why this is so belgium has such rich soil that its people can raise nearly all their own food and in the south it is so underlaid with iron and coal that it can have all sorts of factories it has also many railroads good waterways and excellent seaports at ostend and antwerp so that it can easily ship goods to and from all parts of the world in addition to this it is surrounded by people who are glad to buy what it makes on the south live the rich thrifty french and on the east the germans while on the north in holland are the dutch another rich business nation the english are just across the channel and railroads connect the country with the rhine and all parts of europe in addition the belgians are noted for their industry and their skill in handling machinery they were famous as manufacturers even before the discovery of america when their cities were among the richest in europe during the middle ages antwerp was almost as important as london and ships from everywhere came there for fine goods then a thousand vessels could be seen at one time in the river Skelt, and five hundred loaded wagons passed daily through the gates of the city the people then made so much money in weaving fine cloths in other industries and in commerce that the leading men dressed in velvets and satins they had their guilds or trades unions and in the great cities we shall see the old town halls magnificent buildings put up at that time the burgomasters or mayors of the principal towns were very proud 
it is related that when they once went to paris to pay homage to king john of france they were displeased because they were not furnished cushions at one of the banquets held in their honor they wished to show the french how they felt and as the story goes took off their velvet cloaks all covered with embroidery and sat upon them when the banquet was over they left their cloaks on the seats they were reminded that they had forgotten their cloaks whereupon one of them scornfully answered we flemish are not accustomed to carry our cushions away from dinner in travelling about we find that the belgians are still making beautiful cloth they have large woolen and linen mills at ghent and elsewhere and also factories in which thousands of women and girls are weaving cotton from our southern states we go to liege where there are large ironworks to tournai to see brussels carpets made and to brussels and mechelen to study the manufacture of lace belgium produces some of the finest lace of the world its soil and climate are especially suited for flax it grows almost everywhere we travel through fields where roughly dressed men and women wearing wooden shoes are kneeling weeding the flax and through villages where they are breaking it and turning it into thread for linen and lace there are thousands of women and girls in belgium who do nothing else but make lace and in some places almost all are engaged in this work the lace is made upon pillows the design being marked out with pins every worker has her own pillow and only one can work on one piece at a time the threads are wound in and out through the pins over and under making the lace the finer pieces require months for in some of them eight hundred different threads are needed and a girl may be weeks in making one handkerchief some lace is white and some black it is of many different grades each of which has its own name much of it is made into vests collars and cuffs some into fans and some into dresses for babies and brides a fine lace dress often costing as much as ten thousand dollars we are shown lace fans worth fifty dollars apiece and find it easy to hold in one hand a hundred dollars worth of very fine lace we spend some time at brussels the chief industrial city of belgium and also its capital it has long been noted for its beauty and has so many fine buildings that it reminds us of paris we walk along the boulevards watching the people chatting at the tables outside the cafes and stop to buy some lace at the principal stores in the boulevard anspach this street is one of the finest of brussels and strange to say it is built over a river when the city was first started it was on the banks of the seine but the people thought it unhealthful to have an open stream running right through the town so they built a wall over it and covered it with stone and earth and now you have to go out of the city to know that a river runs through it later on we visit the palace of the king spend a few hours in the belgian parliament and drive through the great park outside the town we go to the museums and the markets asking questions everywhere but even those of us who speak french have great difficulty in making ourselves understood many of the belgians understand neither french nor english and more than one-half of them speak flemish which is somewhat like a mixture of german and dutch the other parts speak french but even they have many strange words and it is only when we meet the people of the educated classes that we can make ourselves understood 
the belgians have been greatly affected by the nations about them in the south and in the cities they are much like the french they speak more french than flemish and like the french they are fond of music and dancing every large town has its part where on holidays the bands play and the people walk about or dance every city has its amateur musical clubs and bruges antwerp and ghent have annual musical contests where the best performers get prizes we are delighted with the chimes belgium is a land of fine bells they are rung not only in the church steeples but also in the towers of the town halls some towers having as many as one hundred bells which are rung in chimes every day in the large cities the bell ringer is an accomplished musician who plays upon the bells using keys like those of an organ except that they are much larger the work is so hard that the performer wears thick leather gloves and it takes so much strength that even a strong man becomes exhausted at playing the bells in a quarter of an hour in northern belgium the people are more like the hollanders and we need an interpreter almost everywhere for they use many dutch words we make an excursion from brussels out to the battlefield of waterloo where napoleon and the french were defeated by the allied armies under the duke of wellington in eighteen fifteen it is only a half hour by train and a short ride by carriage to the bottom of the great hill which has been thrown up in the centre of the battlefield as a monument of the event on the top of this hill on a pedestal of granite a bronze lion the emblem of belgium has been erected we climb up and stand beside the lion while our guide describes the stirring scenes of the battle the country all about is covered with green the land is now cultivated close up to the hill and as we watch the farmers working so peacefully among their crops we cannot realize that upon that same ground was fought one of the greatest battles of history we ask our guide about the battle and he describes it in vivid language although he evidently favors the french he tells us just how the battle should have been fought and apparently thinks that if he had been present to advise napoleon the french might have conquered he tells us the, how the people in brussels expected napoleon to conquer and how they were surprised at the news of his defeat repeating byron's poem describing brussels on the eve of the battle there was a sound of revelry by night and belgium's capital had gathered then her beauty and her chivalry and bright the lamps shone o'er fair women and brave men a thousand hearts beat happily and when music arose with its voluptuous swell soft eyes looked love to eyes which spake again and all went merry as a marriage bell but hush hark a deep sound strikes like a rising knell did ye not hear it no twas but the wind or the car rattling o'er the stony street on with the dance let joy be unconfined no sleep till morn when youth and pleasure meet to chase the growing hours with flying feet but hark that heavy sound breaks in once more as if the clouds its echo would repeat and nearer clearer deadlier than before arm arm it is it is the cannon's opening roar the other verses describe how the terrified belgians acted and also some features of the battle it takes us just an hour to go from brussels to antwerp the great port of belgium it is situated on the river Scheldt, 
about sixty miles from the sea and has a harbor almost as large as that of london we walk along the magnificent docks made by napoleon i passing steamers from the united states england africa and all parts of europe we visit the great cathedral where we see the famous pictures made by rubens who was born in antwerp then we take a train to holland End of chapter 14